want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. With plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Freddie Coleman. I don't think he's going to make it in the next couple of minutes. Ian Fitzsimmons. I really don't think I, I'm going to make it through the night. Uh, I don't. Ah, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Oh, them. More of a good thing. He is the king of the reverse jinx. Tom Brady had a chance to speak. And once again, he shows us he's that every man for you. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Cam Atkinson. Just hit the boat. I'm Freddie Coleman. We are, we are Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. You know what, just for you, because you've missed it in person. It is hour number two of the Sports Hangover. Gus Kattengill, Jordan Kleber, fresh from his fall semester being over. You got one semester left, One more. One semester left, and that is it. One semester left. Then you will be unleashed upon the world. Do exactly what everybody else does we. now, working for a living. We, we. <laughs> uh oh. Good luck guess with that, what by the way. I'm still trying to figure that is. out. Just letting you know day. how that goes. I'm 45. I know you can hear me. Today's more that what that Camel Wednesday update is. Congrats to Sister Clee Bear. What's her name again? Madeline Brands now. Oh, now. married over the weekend, huh? Yeah. She was, yep. Papa Kleber is down to one. Stop putting that pressure on me. No, I'm just saying, anybody willing to take uh, Jordan off of Papa Kleber's hands, feel free, 800-998-1003. It was a fun night. I mean, you got shows like 90 Day Fiance or something like that. Maybe you should do that. I've, I've heard a lot of those wind up heading they, really bad. They don't. They don't I think go after well. ninety days, they shocking. Start, well, you know what? What isn't it? Isn't it supposed to like they can be legal citizens? Is that like a lot of them? Like I, I, like I said, I, I am not shocked at all. <laughs> That's something that is rushed. Or or like, how about the what was the what's the show? That's ninety day fiance, right? That's where you have to decide to get married. Yeah, I'm pretty isn't there sure. a show where you meet and you get married? Like you meet on your wedding day. That sounds like that sounds like, like that's the first time you ever meet. The day you're getting married, have fun. So wait, 
They don't meet like online. No, well, no, like their friends or people tell the producers what kind of person they would like, and that's got to be fake. They match them up. That's got to be fake. I'm just telling you know it's legal. I'd love to see the percentage of how how long that lasts. <laughs> I can't imagine it's over one. I mean, I just, I just can't uh, imagine. I make ten years in July, and I can promise you, I haven't gone a full week where I, or her or I haven't looked at each other and went, "I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Are we doing this right? <laughs> yeah, right. believe me. At 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 a child, hey, ten years is an, <laughs> at a as puppy, amazing. At a job. No, that's what I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, and we are we are quote unquote a very loving family. Yeah, y'all I mean, are we, veterans. Yeah, we we do love each other. We love our kid. <laughs> and there's at least one time a day where we're, I'm I'm go yeah <laughs> at least. See, I cannot imagine. Can, could you? I can't, Jordan walks I, I mean, in. I don't even have a girlfriend right yeah. now. So Jordan, I, Angela, Angela, Jordan. Thirty yeah. minutes. We'll tie the knot. <laughs> God. That How sounds like I'm an ready awful. To spend the idea. rest of my life with you. Well, listen. Can you make it through the evening? Well, I mean, can yeah. make it through the rest, the whole the whole wedding. Well, the wedding, yes, you can make it through because there's parties and beverages. Yeah, and I cake, guess afterwards, you know, and the next family. the next morning. I don't think it's gonna work. Yeah, the next <laughs> the next morning. Like, Had fun though. What if you both like the left side of the bed? You know what I'm saying? That is, that's actually a very, it, it very true statement. It's a very Seinfeld sort of thing, but it is. I mean, like, I, I'm the right side. It's very, like, we go to hotels or whatever. It, we always, it, yeah, I'm. Oh, Jay Fowl. Was Gracie Hunt Jordan's plus one at the wedding? That's a good I don't think we can talk about her anymore because wasn't there a thing where someone was stalking her? Yes, there was. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably not probably lay low on that yeah, I should, right now. I, I would probably not DM. By the way, if anyone know. doesn't know who Gracie Hunt is, that's the Kansas City Chiefs owner's goddaughter. Da- no, no, daughter. Da- daughter. 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 You sure it's not the granddaughter? No, almost positive it's the daughter. I think it's the granddaughter. Mm-hmm. It's it's the actual Hunt family. Right. I think it's the granddaughter. I don't know. Of no, I think Lamar it's Hunt. I think it's the actual daughter. Well, why don't you go ahead and look it up for no, us? I'm sure you'll I don't, enjoy it. I don't want to have any of her stuff on my no, computer. You're not going to enjoy that? No. Okay, I was just making sure. I mean, this is like permission to go and Google no, her up. Nope. Nope. I don't know if they're still on the manhunt or not. Two questions of the day Jordan has come up with. What do you have today? Yeah, we do this every Wednesday, Saints game week. Saints fans, give us a top storyline heading into Monday's game against your Miami Dolphins. The other one has to do with the New Orleans Pelicans, and they are two wins away from being the 10th seed in the Western Conference. Uh, Western Conference Has their recent play given you hope they can make the play-in tournament? Anybody have hope? Anybody responded with some hope? Well, I we, have hope. Not, I do have hope. Neil, over on Twitter, no okay. surprise here. Since day one, I've been saying Coach Willie Green is the real deal. Oh. Pels will be relevant in the next three years. Well, take look, it to the it, bank. It, it takes time, you know. It does take time. Yeah, I'll be twenty six. I might, I might be you, married. You might be married one or two, one Chilling. or two, one or two. You don't know. You might go back to back. I think my sister's twenty six, and well, she just got married. Well, it doesn't I take. I said, long. I think it doesn't she's take 26. long. Take my advice. I'm a veteran of this. <laughs> You've only had one child. What do you mean a veteran? Yeah. Well, I've been married twice. Swinging for the fence. Nine take one. I'm on nine take two. 
about to be ten. Yeah, but this one's this one's lasted a while, so I think you're good. Eighteen years out of my forty five. I, I think you're good. Oh boy. Um so I I would say I do have hope. I have hope, and I'm, I'll give you three quick reasons. Ready? Three quick reasons why I absolutely have hope that this team can be a playoff team. Because it couldn't A, it couldn't have gotten any worse. Like it can't get any worse, right? You lost your superstar player. The guys that you've put together literally have to try to figure out how to play with one another. Blah, 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 blah. Two, Brandon Ingram is developing into maybe a different level of player. I, I don't see that. I don't see that just stopping, right? Like all of a sudden he's not going to stop caring, not wanting to be a leader, not wanting to play the kind of basketball that he himself can see is not only benefiting his team, but him. Like, he's standing out, right? And when you stand out, you make all-star teams, you make money, you get endorsements. I mean, so that's one aspect of it, but I think that's just who he is. Like, Willie Green and them have talked about in the last week, he is still the guy that goes to the gym every day. They, they, he goes twice a day. So that's not going to change, right? So it's going to get better. Three, everyone else is going to get better the more they play together. I think maybe we're seeing that with Naw. I think once roles get defined and you know what your 10, 12 minutes of the night are going to be, it's going to get better. And, and I think the more minutes you see them, and here's the other thing, I think Green's knowing his team a little bit more. Who can he play? When, when, when do I need to call that timeout? All that stuff that a rookie head coach learns on the fly, right? And a team learns on the fly. And I'll give you your bonus one. At some point, maybe he does come. Although you're going to say the bonus one was... Um, we still have all the way till April. Well, yes. Well, yeah, that's a very good one. Yeah, throw that in there. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're two games out of the 10th spot right now with all of January, all of February, all of March, and some of April to make up two games in the loss column. Plenty of time. That, that's I mean, a ton of time. I think the most any team has played so far is, what, 30, 30, 31, 32? Yeah. So, I mean, but again, and and if you do have you-know-who, show up at the All-Star break, which, by the way, like I said, I've counted the Thursdays. It's nine. You know? February 20th is the All-Star break. The next game after that is the 25th. Like four days after the All-Star break on that Friday. You have the All-Star break. Nothing on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They could practice those days. Play Friday. And there's 23 games left. And then so, you might be getting back one of your key components. Yeah, well, that's, what I'm, well, that's what I'm getting at. Well, there's one thing for sure. I'll be fresh. <laughs> you better be fresh. You <laughs> better be fresh, right? I mean, I still think in you theory, set, I think you, you can set for the rest of the season. But, but here's the thing, though, Jordan. What if you're 9 or 10 and 8 and he comes in and he is fresh? I'd have, you know? And now, now maybe you can get into the first round. But I think there's a lot of trust issues. I, I, think, uh, I, org- I, I again, I, I, I would say this. I think elite players, superstar caliber players, because I'm not ready to say that yet because he has to do it more than, you know, a season. But the, that caliber of player, they're plug and play. They, they, they tend to, they're, they're that good for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like, again, as frustrating as some of the elements of Zion and his career and time here can be frustrating. One thing's undeniable. He did put up some ridiculous stats and numbers. When he was playing well, 
He played very well. When he went up against some of the best bigs in the NBA, he played very well. So if, in theory, the supporting cast, which is all we heard about in the offseason, did get better, which I do think has. I mean, yes or no? Valanchunas better than what we had? 100%. Um, Herb Jones, has he been a tremendous addition? Yeah, bringing in a player that we really didn't have last season. Okay. Um, I, I actually like Devontae Graham. I mean, I think he's, he's an improvement. I to think an he's extent. one of my surprise players because when, when he came in, I would, did not have a lot of high expectations mm-hmm. on him, especially how he started at the beginning of the season. But past few weeks, I've really, really been impressed with his, just his gameplay on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the Brandon ball. Brandon Ingram's sort of learning to play in, in a different he's, style of way, being getting, a playmaker yeah, he's and, getting and back driving to, to the basket. When he, when he was playing as the as most a, improved player right. a few years back, and that's, that's exactly that's what I wanted to say. Very good way to put it because he does look like that guy. He was aggressive, and he and again, maybe that mindset of this is my team. You yeah, know? since Zion's out, someone has to step up. And, and I, gar- I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's part of what Willie Green said. Hey, stop waiting for it. Go do it. But I need you to also do this because they're playing off of you. And it makes sense because when he moves, it takes attention. So instead of forcing shots, trust other people and the people will do that. Okay, off the bench or whatever, Josh Hart, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I think those guys help, right? I mean, I do. I think the bench does need to get better if if you want But again, some of those players will be specifically bench players, oh. so they're not going to be playing 25, 30, 35 minutes, you know? So... But they've had that experience and been able to play. I mean, Billy Hernan Gomez, you know, again, he's going Coming to into his So I, I think, I yes, I do. I, I absolutely have hope. I have hope. I have, I, I have hope mainly because of what we've seen recently. Mm-hmm. I know I keep saying that, but it's it's really a well, look at the, the rest of the West. Com, it's a very key thing, yeah. and and then you still have a a lot of time, mm-hmm. a ton of time left to go in the in the regular season. And you can't count anybody out at this point. It's crazy. Team 7 through 10, Lakers, Mavericks, T-Wolves, Kings, Blazers, Spurs, Thunder, Pelicans, with their only two games behind Sacramento in the 10th spot. That's it. Sports Hangover continues next. We'll hear from Will Guillory. We'll talk a little bit more about the Birds on ESPN New Orleans. poker players know there's a difference at cash magic a big difference at your local cash magic casino you'll have fun playing the newest games while enjoying our fast and friendly vip service cash magic is my lucky place they really do make you feel like a vip it's time to have fun so let us make you feel right at home with our fast and friendly vip service Come feel the magic today at one of our nine Cash Magic casinos in Southeast Louisiana, including our two newest locations, Cash Magic Galliano and the Royal Flush in Homa, Louisiana's favorite place to play video poker, Cash Magic. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. Get holiday ready at Calvin Braxton Ford and see their impressive selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Get 0% for 60 months and 1.9% for 72 months on select models. Calvin Braxton Ford is now offering gas-only oil changes for $39.95, up to 5 quarts. Stop on in. 
at Calvin Braxton Ford's year-end sales event, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. Happy Holidays! That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Here we go. We stay positive. Um, and um, it was every single day he just stayed positive. He didn't look at the win and loss column. He just continued to talk about the good things that we did. Um, he did some teaching, but... He just kept everybody positive. He kept everybody's heads up. He told them he believed in every single one of the people that was in the room. And um, we just continue to keep going. We we know we have the talent in the room. It's just about doing our job over and over and over again. That's Brandon Ingram after the game last night. Will Guillory covers the Pelicans for the Athletic and joins us, sir. Um, I think I think it was the right hire. I, I think Willie Green was the right hire, huh, sir? I mean, we talked about it a bunch of times on your show, and people, you know, were calling me crazy, calling you crazy for all of the praise we were giving Willie Green through the losses, and, and now it's starting to pay off, man. This team is playing with confidence, and they're finally starting to put some wins on the board. You know, and I, I wanted to get your opinion on that, too, as well, and hear how you describe it, because I've been saying that on the show the last two weeks, and I get it. We're the station of the Pelicans and all this other stuff, but... Like my eyes tell me that I'm seeing better basketball, and now now we're starting to see them make plays in the clutch. We're seeing Brandon score in the fourth. We're seeing other guys step up, and I mean they're legit wins, right? That we've seen like in the last week and a half or so. The wins have been legit. Like they've gone out and won those games. Will does that make sense? Oh yeah, no doubt. And I think the big thing uh, for the first time this year, these past two games. We saw what we saw a lot last year was guards coming in the Blue King Center and putting up huge numbers on this team. And last year, when that was happening, remember those big De'Aaron Fox games, those big Damian Lillard games, they would come in and they would go crazy and the Pels would kind of fold. And you saw these last two games, Drew Holiday put up a 40 ball. Last night, Damian Lillard had 39. And this team had a response. And I think that's what you see from this team. That they don't just get hit and they lay down. They, they they respond and they play with physicality. They play with energy and they're believing in their star player, uh, Brandon Ingram. And I think that's the, the the biggest you know thing through all of this uh, eight and five stretch is that Brandon Ingram is looking like an all star again. And it's not just the numbers he's putting up, but the way he's leading this team, the way he's you know making plays in clutch moments, and that's what you really want to see. From your max guy and B.I. is really stepping up in a major way, and the rest of these guys are following. We're talking with Will Guillory, Pelicans beat writer for The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter, at Will Guillory. Will, it's nice to talk to you again. Um, Gus and I were kind of talking about this during the break, and it's just certain steps that teams have to make throughout the season to kind of advance their play, to, to kind of stand out to all the other teams um, throughout the league, what is the next step for this Pelicans team that you've, you've won three games in a row now? What's that next step for this team? Uh, I think you, you kind of said it right there. They kind of have to just keep this up. Well, you know, through this stretch, it, it, before this three-game winning streak, it was kind of win one, lose one, win one, lose one, right, where they would play really well, and then they would kind of fall off a little bit. And I think just maintaining that consistency, uh, I think, is the next step for this team. And in particular, I think defensively, uh, the, the big step for them, you know, if you look at the numbers, uh, they made a big jump offensively, you know, during this past stretch. Uh, I think during the first 19 games of the season, they were around like 102 
uh, points per 100 possessions. And during his last 13 mm. game stretch, they're right around like 112. So they've jumped in a big way. But the defense has been around the same number. And I, I think you would like to see them maybe take a few strides defensively, maybe, uh, you know, be able to get a few more stops, be able to depend on guys when Herb Jones isn't on the court, when Josh Hart isn't on the court. I think last night Josh Hart ended up playing like 41 minutes or something like that. So they're leaning into those guys really heavily, and I think you've got to be able to establish that defensive identity even when those guys aren't on the court. Uh, but, yeah, I think that they're playing really well, but now it's just keeping this up for, for a longer stretch, a couple of weeks, where you can start putting some wins under your belt. And now, you know, that playing tournament is a reality just because the rest of the West is so bad, but, you know, you got to continue to stack up these wins. Um, you know what's interesting, Will, is – I tweeted out last week or so. Like, I, I needed a reason why Sedaransky's on this roster. <laughs> I, just, I wasn't trying to be <laughs> ugly or anything in that show, but I, I look because because you can probably understand and explain this to me a little bit better, right? So Trey Murphy had 13 minutes, a mm-hmm. plus minus of plus four though, did make a shot 0 for one, one rebound. Sato 11 minutes 0 for three, no rebounds, one assist, one steal, but a plus minus of 12. What's the disparity there, and why is that? Other than what my eyes tell me, that it, it's just it's a negative impact. But why? Why do you think so much? Because I I'm, I I would rather Trey get those minutes that Sato has right now and let him learn on the fly and learn on the court. Because it's it's all at worst it's the same. Yeah. First off, I gotta say I I can't stand individual plus minus. That's my least favorite that on the box mm-hmm. scores so, uh, that's the one I, I usually throw out because i i, I kind of hate that because it takes so much context out of you know who those guys are playing with who, who are the right. guys on the other team playing at that time so yeah i think it's tough to judge guys because sometimes you know you'll see bi have a bad plus minus and they'll have like 30 points like was bi bad or, or was it just you know it, it, it was just that's how the game played out that night so i think for one and i think two with Sato. The, the really tough uh, position Willie Green is in right, not right right now is losing Kyra Lewis. I think, you know, the night Kyra went down, and I think we've talked about this before, they were beginning to make that transition of, of giving the full-time backup point guard minutes to Kyra Lewis. And then he went down in that first half. And, and when you look down at the bench, there just uh, isn't any other backup point guards. I mean, now they had Jose Alvarado, but he went down to the G League. So they literally just don't have another point guard on the bench to play when Devontae Graham comes out of the game. And we know, you know, how much Nikhil loves to shoot the ball. So I don't know if you can really give him all the backup point guard minutes. But I think Willie Green is looking at it and saying, hey, we got to have somebody that can bring the ball up the court when uh, when Devontae Graham goes to the bench. So I think that's why you see Sato continuing to get those minutes. I'm right there with you, man. I think he's been struggling so much. It's really hard to watch him at times just because he's, he's, it's not even just that he's missing shots, it's that, He's hesitating so much. You can see how much he's in his head with his shots. Right. He, he just, he's just not playing with confidence. He doesn't believe the shot's going in when he's letting it go. And I, I tweeted this during the game a couple of nights ago. I think I will probably just go ahead and give those minutes to Najee Marshall and, and just say, hey, go ahead, let him dribble up and play 10 minutes. Because when you're putting a guy like Saddle out there and he's just not believing in his shot, things are just going to leave him wide open. And, and you see these games, he's going 0 for 3, 0 for 4 in 10 minutes because teams are begging him to shoot the ball. And he's missing it basically every single time. So I think it, it would be better for him and the team just to, you know, take a couple games off, reassess, try to build his confidence back up. But I think, you know, what they're doing right now with those minutes are rough. And, and what I would agree with with the plus-minus number is that it seems like every time he comes on the floor, things just go wrong. 
and they start to fall apart. And that's why, you know, his minutes have been dropping, you know, these, these past yeah. few games. But they got to figure out a different answer at backup point guard because it's just not working better. 100% agree with you. And, you know, and that's the thing we saw in Summer League. And I understand it's Summer League, but we saw Najee with some incredible defensive stops. So you just mentioned you'd like to see a, a, one of the next steps sort of be a little bit better on the defensive well, you know Najee's going to go play some defense for you. You know he can rebound for you as well. So those are already two positives, you know. So I'm with you. You know, maybe we'll, we'll see that and adjust because, again, it it's just it's it's apparent to the eye. It's apparent to everything. Jordan kind of mentioned it when he asked you the question, what we were talking about during the break. The next two, and I dare say, am I legit at the point on December 22nd to be able to say, okay, the Pels should win this game or <laughs> this is a game that they should because I couldn't say that before Will but I'm looking at the next two and I'm looking at Orlando that doesn't have a, a lot of wins they're 6-25 and 25, and I'm looking at OKC that's a team that's with you like those two games need to be wins for the Pels right? No doubt and like we discussed before when you're looking at a situation where this team has legitimate hopes now of making a, a run at that playing tournament. And, it, you know, they're, they're two games back at a 10th seed right now, which is insane. You know, this team was 3-16, and 16, and now they're two games back at a, a, a playing tournament. So when you're in that situation where you're playing catch-up against all these teams, you got to bank those winnable games early on before, I think, once they get to January, they got a really tough stretch against a bunch of legit playoff teams. So when you play the Orlandos, the OKCs of the world, you got to bank those wins. So you're not in a situation where you're chasing and having to play tough teams to get those wins. So I think you're exactly right. I think this team should look at these next two games and feel like those are games that they should be able to win if they come out and handle their business, continue to do what they're doing. But, again, man, with this Pelicans team, I'm still a little hesitant <laughs> you know, to say that they've turned the corner because they're so young and they're so inconsistent. Uh, but, man, I really love the, what they've been doing as of late. Again, I got to say, you know, the way Brandon Ingram is playing and his leadership and the way he's seeing the game, uh, I think I'm, I feel safe to say he's turning the corner. And I think he might be playing some of the best basketball of his career. And, again, it's not just the shot making. It's his decision making, the way he's seeing the floor and, and the way he's adapting his game. Because we saw him put up big numbers that all-star year, but that was when he was playing with a Drew Holiday, playing with Alonzo Ball playing with a Zion Williamson toward the end of the season, J.J. Reddick. They had a bunch of offensive weapons on that team. This year, he's getting doubles, triple teams basically every game, and he's putting up those same numbers because he knows where to attack teams, and he's understanding how to do, do it in different ways every night. And he said it last night when I asked him about watching film. He said he's adjusting during games, uh, you know, to the way defenses are attacking him, and that's something he didn't do you know, as a younger player in his career. But now he's starting to grow and mature and see the game in a different way. And I think you see him taking that next step. And I think it's exciting for Pels fans because with him playing at this level, I think they got a real chance to make some noise down the line. Well, uh, I guess final question before we let you go. But you kind of mentioned maybe you, you know, let Najee Marshall bring up the ball. But what if the Pelicans don't want to go in that direction and they kind of want to get a new point guard? Can you see them making a move before the trade deadline for, you know, maybe a, another point guard to help them out with just depth-wise? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Uh, I don't know how much they would be willing to give up. I think if we're talking about giving up future draft picks and all that, I think that's a little bit much for me, you know, considering where this team is right now. They're still at the bottom of the Western Conference. 
So I wouldn't be willing to, just to get that aggressive as far as upgrading the, the backup point guard position. But right. we said it earlier, when you only got Sadoransky as your only backup point guard on the bench, uh, I think you got to make a move at some point just to get somebody in there. I don't know how much you give up or who you give up, but I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me at all if they end up making some type of move. And I think that's the fortunate thing for them is a lot of teams have backup point guards, right? They're, they're readily available. Uh, so I think that I would probably expect them to make some type of move at some point, but I don't think it'll be – any earth-shattering move because I think they, they value those draft picks in a big way. Uh, but I think you got to try to add some depth, uh, especially if Sadoransky continues to struggle the way he has. Will Guillory, the athletic covers your New Orleans Pelicans. Thank you so much, sir, for your time this afternoon. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you. Appreciate it, Will. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys. Happy holidays. All right, there he goes, Will Guillory. Uh, when we come back, we'll go up to North Louisiana. Mr. Sean Fox will give us his take on how people in front row enjoying the Pelicans and also your New Orleans Saints. Still to come, we'll hear from head coach Dennis Allen. He spoke this morning. They got full regular practice. I know there's a Monday night game. Normally, their Wednesday would be Thursday, right? But Saturday is Christmas, so the team is going to be given the day off to spend with their families. So they're going to work today, Thursday, Friday, like normal. Saturday before a Sunday game is their walkthrough day. They're going to do that Sunday before they go play on Monday. So I like it. Actually, kind of keeps you in a regular, you know, schedule as well. Um, and we'll hear what uh, Dennis Allen had to say about the possibility of head coach Sean Payton returning. And I use that word because it's still to be determined. Perhaps I, I know the team said get out there, but you got to pass the protocol, the procedures, and all that other stuff. Gus and Jordan inside the Metri offices here. It's your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Anyone who has ever needed self-storage knows what a hassle it can be. You have to rent or borrow a truck and then find someone to help you move your stuff. And let's face it, moving furniture and heavy items without damaging them isn't easy. Renting the unit is worse. The hidden fees and admin costs are scarier than the dingy facilities you're leaving your stuff in. Why not use ClosetBox instead? ClosetBox is self-storage without leaving home. They'll pick up your belongings, store them securely, and bring any item back when you need it. The best part? Unlike traditional self-storage, you only pay for what you store. No paying for unused 
new storage space. Closet Box's background check storage movers are licensed, bonded, and insured and will take care of all of the heavy lifting. Closet Box's local storage centers are temperature controlled and monitored 24-7. Closet Box has an A-plus rating from the BBB. Call 877-233-5696 now for the season's best rates. Get $50 off first month storage using code RADIO50. That's Salutations, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you and all my great friends down in uh, South Louisiana. I'll be there tomorrow night, actually. I'll be at Destra. I'll be in the hand this weekend, Destra hand. Nice. A little high yeah. school action? Okay. Uh, no, no. That's, um, that's, where the brother, that's where the brother lives. Going, going to do the Mandeville, oh. Madisonville, Destra hand this, this weekend. Getting all the hot it's spots. remarkable. How long yeah. have I known you, by the way? Over a decade. I had no idea you had other family. I had no idea you had Sean, other you said you're going to be in Mandeville. Maybe you could come hit me up and yeah, go get a drink. Yeah, apparently you might go hang out. With, I had no idea you had a brother. I got a little brother and a little sister, homie. Come on. Wow. No idea. Wow. I no idea. How long have you been knowing him again? That, well, that tells you about Sean, doesn't it? It's like always about Sean. Yeah. No, yeah, and I got a bunch yeah, of exactly. knees in the net. They both got three kids working on more. I'm the, I'm the oldest one stuck up in North Louisiana with one kid. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different well, life me, down t- there. Tell me how the vibe is in North Louisiana when it comes to the Pelicans. How about this? Three straight wins. Are you ready to buy yet? You ready to believe? Or, or, or am I ready to believe? That's, uh, that's so funny. I was about to say the exact same thing, yeah. Sean. Um, believe. believe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, go coin it. Nice. Hurry. Hurry. It's... Somebody is coining it right now. Oh, yeah. I go mean, do it. You thought about it, and I thought about it at the same yeah. time. Someone else is. Somebody's putting on a shirt right now. You better go do it. Three three game winning streak is better than a fourteen game losing streak. Yeah, so just let's let's get me with it. I don't know five games of five hundred, and I'll get really excited. But listen, this isn't this is a new coach with a young team. It is injury. We've had to deal with injuries. One being the best player who hasn't played all year. I know you are a hopeless romantic when it comes to this franchise, and I love you for it. And they're my team. I just it's it's I see progress, and at this point, that's all you can ask for. And, and Gus, I've said it once, I'll, I'll say it again on your show. I have very realistic expectations when it comes to this franchise. Uh, I mm-hmm. fully believe, and I believe, by the way, Pelicans who are listening, organization, uh, radio guys, whoever, prove me wrong. I would love nothing more than the Pelicans to win a title. Because after that, Gus, as a Saints fan and a Cubs fan, I've, I've seen my You're teams done. win championships. <laughs> the, 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 I'm done, right? right? I, I can You're go right. peacefully into that to the, to the night. Prove me wrong, yeah. but I don't think this franchise will probably win a title while I'm alive. But all I want is to be a consistent playoff team. And at this point, all you have to do is be 10th in your league. That's all I ask for. That's it. Give me that every year, and I think you've met expectations. Yeah, it really should be that high of a bar to set, right, Jordan? I mean, it really shouldn't honestly be. But one of your Give questions me to the, of the play-in day game. is hope. Right? Well, yes. 
Jordan, tell Sean how many games they're out of the play-in game. Two. Two. They're two. Two losses, two, man. You're two right until the 10th seed. And you got all well, of January, all of February, all of March, and a little of April to make up two you games. You get me to zero games, and I will believe more. <laughs> I know. I do want to be above 500, Scott. Okay. I, it's something that I don't think a lot of Pelicans fans have seen in the past couple of yeah. years. Jordan, that's, again, 500, that's a lofty goal right now. Let's just get to. That is. is. That's almost like unattainable, it it seems like. Well, you know, and again, I mean, when you take a look at it in all fairness, right? I mean, Dallas was a pretty good team. They got Luka, even though he just, uh, what happened with Luka? Yeah, he is on the COVID-19 protocol list. So Who is just placed him on. I think I am right now. Exactly. I, I I literally told that to Jordan at least five times. They're like, just go, everybody go get it. Just get it over with and everybody heard immunity and we're good to go. Um, but look, they're 15 and 15. The T Wolves are 15 and 16. The Kings are 13 and 19. That, that's the 10th seed. You know, even the Nuggets are 15 and 14. I mean, yes, the Suns and Warriors, they're two best teams and By far. they're 25 and five, 25 and six. Jazz twenty one and nine, but the and, rest of the and you beat the Jazz. The There's nobody yeah. great after that. There's I agree. Look, Memphis mediocre. is the fourth seed. Memphis is the fourth seed, and New Orleans has owned Memphis. So, you know, they're nineteen and thirteen. So, uh, go go win some games, and like I said, I, I do. I have hope that they can be a playoff team. Well, now, I think that was of the playoffs, even though I know Portland's not what they were. <laughs> I still think that was a really good win last night. I agree. They won that game. I mean, look, most nights Damian Lillard drops 39, you're losing. Yes. Just, just right. you know, let's get people excited again. Let's start filling up the, the blender. There you go. Which should be, now, which again okay. should be, can we, no no disrespect to Smoothie King, but we're missing a great opportunity yeah. by calling it the Little Caesars Arena. We really are. Oh, yeah, the Little uh, little Caesars, the pizza. I see what you're saying. Where see the winds come hot and ready. Come on. Stop it. Anyway, you know what? <laughs> How, it's right okay, next to the Caesar same, Superdome. Same question. I get it, Sean. Same question to the team on the other side of, yeah. of, of that same area. All right. The, the big Caesars. Um, the big Caesars, yeah. Are they a playoff team? Are they a playoff team? If, feels kind of like they got to win all three now, doesn't it? Like we thought they had to win yes. three or four. Now I kind of feel like they got to win all of them. Um, what, what, well, they can. I think they're it. capable with their defense. Well, sure. I mean, that defense, Gus, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, is that the best defensive performance that the Saints have ever had? I'll take it a step further. That might be the most improbable win that this franchise has ever had. If you look at the culmination of injuries, uh, particularly on the offensive side, oh, by the way, you didn't have your, let's be honest, Peyton's going to be a Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame coach. You were playing against the Super Bowl champion who was undefeated at home with the greatest quarterback of all time in prime time with a chance for them to win the division against a team that has been the thorn in their side and you score nine points and still win? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably so- the most improbable win in franchise history. And, and, and I think, Gus, a lot of the, the conversation on my show, and I'm sure it's been a, talk, a talking point, uh, if, it, if it is up here, I know it is down there, is there's been some people going, man, Taysom, He's just not that guy. Well, no kidding. It's time to put Trevor back. And I'm like, hold, 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 hold on a second. Listen, Trevor played the second half of his life the first time against the Buccaneers. And I think he's a pretty nice backup quarterback if you have to throw him in in situations like that. But he's gotten the opportunity to start. And correct me if I'm wrong, he went over. 
Now, I'm not going to sit here and be the, the, the big Taysom defender because I think long-term his best option is to be that utility guy on this team. Mm-hmm. But as far as the way this current team is constructed, one, he's got a messed-up middle finger on his throwing hand. He's got offensive linemen who were on streets a couple weeks ago. I mean, he's got three starters out on the offensive line. The wide receiving core is what it is, which we've talked about. It isn't very good. The Saints' best option right now offensively at quarterback is Taysom Hill because of his legs. At least if things break down, he could get out of the pocket yeah. and scramble. That's the yeah. look, folks. It's not pretty. This isn't what we've seen for 15 years with Breeze. And maybe offensively we'll get, I don't think we'll ever get back to that, but we'll definitely get better than this. The way this team is going to win right now is they're going to win ugly. Their defense is going to have to play great, and the offense is going to have to take advantage of short field and opportunities. Because I don't see, I don't see this offense marching eighty plus yards. You better get a turnover. You better get a short field. Get at least three points out of it and win. That's the way this team's going to do it this year. I don't think Simeon's the answer. I think for this particular team, the rest of the way, it's got to be Hill and it's got to win ugly. So here's the one moment though I had where. It was almost like a scene out of the Matrix or whatever. I can't wait to see the new one. I cannot wait for can't this wait to see I don't even understand. No. I've seen them all, Gus. I don't understand it. I, I don't understand them at all. Well, and I'm not the brightest apple on the tree. I get it, but I don't get it. It's very cool, but, but I don't get what I'm seeing. I understand And that's nothing. what I'm saying. I, I, I want some slow motion stuff. Never I want some them. explosions. I'm going to pour something yep. nice and dark tonight, and we're going to enjoy it. But here's my comparison. Where you're like, you kind of rub your eyes and like, did I see what I just saw? Or was it? You know, a mirage or something. Because correct me if I'm wrong, as I brought it up to Jordan earlier. In the first quarter, what what is that? A, a pass of thirty, a pass of forty, a pass of thirty. Callaway, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's here, there's the guy that can't get open supposedly getting open, and yeah. there's dimes being dropped by a guy that can't throw. So, oh, the first pass is he it had a confidence? was the best of his career. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm going to get at. Is it a confidence thing? Is it what what I told Jordan? I said, I wonder if it's with Taysom, those plays are scripted. So everyone knows that, right? Every, I, I don't have to read. Callaway's going to be there. We think that's going to be where he's going to be open. Whereas as the game goes on and you have, you know, adjustments made, coverages then being designed and disguised, and then you have to sort of read where it's going to come as opposed to when the game opens. I know this is where I'm going. I know this is what I'm doing. So that back foot hits. I'm delivering the football, and I'm trusting the game plan, and they think this play will be open because it didn't look like that at all after that, and it just seemed like I think it affects him from a confidence standpoint where he's one-hopping throws, he he's missing reads where somebody's open the flight. If he literally just just turns his head, like Taysom just doesn't turn his head. So that that's the point where I'm like, it's like a Matrix thing. I'm like, what did I just see in the first two drives? I'm like, that that guy can win. That guy can make this offense go. And, and then we saw what happened the rest of the game. Um, I think that was beautifully said. It was long-winded. And politically wow. correct way of you calling wow. Taysom Hill dumb. No, I didn't call him dumb. I, I think that's I think a politically the, correct way of saying Taysom Hill can't no. read defense. No, I, I, I think he I'm with you. Doesn't have the time you know, the the clock, man. It just I, I, I just okay, okay, you're right. He's not a prototypical quarterback. I, yeah. I think we all agree, like Taysom yeah. Hill is not the answer going forward. And he's shown it time and time again, but he is 
I'll take it back to your matrix. Here's the one thing I understand, the dude's name. He is Neo right now. He is the one. He's the only one who can operate this offense because of let's, his leg. Let's not get carried away here. Let's not, let's not get for- carried away. No, I don't Look, know. He's she's not forever. She's for right now, right? That's Taysom Hill. <laughs> She'll do. That'll All be right. big. That'll so be big. We're going home at the end of the night like, well, there's Taysom. I guess it's the best I'm going to do tonight. Hey, that's what it is. You know what? It, sometimes you have to be happy with a single. Um, Gus, sometimes you got to appreciate what? a four. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, We've all been there. Hey, <laughs> everybody needs that kind of attention and love. Win yeah. or loss <laughs> on Monday? I'm in the holiday spirit. I'm in the, I feel like I'm already in the holiday spirit. Um, there it is. We, we, we've only won one Do game it. at home. It's been against the Florida team. Make it two. There it is. He's picking a win. Hey, man, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, buddy. Merry Christmas, Sean. Been your pleasure. Bye, y'all. Merry Christmas. Why? Did he just say been your pleasure? I'm telling you. Are you shocked that I didn't know he had any other siblings now? Good on him. Huh? I like the cock <laughs> You like that, huh? Coach G, next. And your phone calls, 800-998-1003. The Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. A change of mind. Another It's the Big Finish Sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Offshore workers are among the most important members of the Gulf Coast workforce. When a person working offshore or on a vessel is injured, the effects on their family can be devastating. At the King Firm, we are proud to have experience with these types of cases and make it a priority to see that our clients receive just compensation and are treated fairly. If you've been injured, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. Ring the King at 504-909-KING or 888-241-8766. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, no more, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. With plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. All on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back to the Sports Hangover. Finally back into the studio with mm. Gus Kattengill. Eagles head coach, Nick Seriani, mm-hmm. was just recently tested positive 
with COVID yeah. earlier today. They just recently coached a game? Yes, last night, actually. <laughs> played the Washington football I'm just, team. I'm just laughing because, again, I, I think this is something where everyone is going to get it here in a second. And it's not as serious as the others. And I'm not saying that it's not to some. But Screaming A literally did his first take show yesterday and announced I have COVID. Nick Sirianni literally coached yesterday on the sidelines. And if I think we if we could get, you know, a society where this thing does keep mutating, but yeah. in a good way to where it's all right, it's it gets weaker the, and weaker. the next the next mm-hmm. variant's even weaker and weaker. I, yeah. I think we'll get through this sooner rather than later. One quick other thing, we'll get to Pat G. Countera here, Coach G, in about 30 seconds, but one bit of news that just popped up that is important dealing with COVID. Um, Chris Vanini for The Athletic covers college football, national college football reporter for The Athletic. The college football playoff committee has just announced that the semifinals will not be rescheduled. If a team can't play, it's a forfeit. Same goes for the national championship game. If three teams can't play, whoever is left is the national champion. The national championship game may be rescheduled no later than Friday. If both teams cannot play after it's been rescheduled, they will be a vacated championship. That's very interesting that you say that because an hour ago, I was going to bring this up, but mm-hmm. that you said it jogged my memory. Alabama's offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, and line coach, Doug Maroon, tested positive for COVID today. Oh, boy. And I know last week, Alabama went into increased protocols, and this morning it was released by Michigan. The entire team's getting a booster shot today. Yes. The entire team. Pat Sheikon Terry joins us. Coach G, as we like to call him. Sir, how are you this afternoon? Uh, happy holidays, John. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today? Doing fine. Um so since we last talked, there was a friendly, uh, not a friendly, right? Yeah, it was a friendly between the yep. U.S. and yep. they won one nothing. What did you get out of that? Not a lot of the quote unquote U.S. stars, but a win. And a win is never a bad thing, is it? Uh, correct. And we're going against a, I say a very weak, but a weaker European team. And like you know, with me, I love when our athletes are over in Europe playing. That's the best, you know, league in the world. So for us to win one nothing, and we scored in the 89th minute, um, it was a struggle. It seemed like to get to that point. Uh, Bosnia Herzegovina, they got a red card in the 40th minute, and you would think that United States would really capitalize on that. But with the inexperience and the youth and stuff like that, um, we just could not just uh, break through until very late in the game. So some stats are like, you know, for possession, we had 74%. They had 26. Now, here's what's kind of scary. is Our shots, we had 10, but they only had 9. And you think with the possession and all the stuff that we had, the, the numbers should be a lot more of the shots. It should be more offensive lead. So that tells me a lot of things with our defense is still kind of slacking that if they're still getting night shots on goal, um, when they only have 26%, uh, 26% of uh, possession, we're losing something in the midfield as well uh, on our defense. So that's something why we play these friendly games to kind of work out all these kind of bugs for the extra games that really count, especially when it comes to uh, qualifying for the World Cup um, pretty soon here uh, next couple of weeks. Um, eventually, the United States is kind of weighing on them, and eventually we finally broke through in the 89th minute. So um, it was just a good kind of scrimmage, warm-up game, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, it really just to see what we have for our B plus team or B minus team, whatever you want to call it. Like you said, we don't have our national stars. We don't have any of our no our big name players, a bunch of no namers guys. So, but still, to squeak out a one nothing uh, victory over a European team, I'm good with that. I'll just say it like that. I'm just good with that. I'm not excited. I'm not hurt. I'm just excited. It's all good. Exactly. Um, there you go. When you look at it from that perspective, right? Yep, and you, you know, talking about the COVID issues, um, I know Tottenham right now got in the same position as you were just talking about with all these college teams. Uh, they're in the Europa tournament, and I think a week ago, a week and a half ago, they couldn't play against a team called Reigns in, uh, in, in the French League. Um, you the COVID issues and blah, 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 blah. So what European um, Confederation said, all right, well, then you can't show up to your game. You forfeit it. So Reigns got a 3-0 victory, which brought them over um, to the now knockout stage of the Europa tournament. So um, just kind of what you guys were talking about, a lot of these teams over in Europe, um, they're getting the COVID can run right through them. Uh, a lot of the games are being canceled, especially last weekend in the EPL on Saturday. I think five of the six got canceled. Um, so sports are going to be saying, hey, you've been warned, you've been warned, you've been warned. Now if you can't produce a team, I'm sorry, you got to forfeit. Uh, teams are going to be losing money left and right. But again, I don't know how much warning or people need to know what's going on in the circumstances of not um, not getting um, boosted and stuff like that. There might be a possibility that you just don't play. And right there, you might be losing money. And the teams might lose money. And, new, and I know here in New Orleans, all the public schools, um, I think, are being mandated that all students have to get vaccinated. So uh, we're, it's a weird time right now with sports and money and, and society and stuff like that. But again, Everyone's been warned. This is nothing new. Um, it's all in our media and stuff like that. So um, the biggest question is going to be what's going to happen for our World Cup when everyone throughout the world can be, you know, in, in, in Qatar here uh, shortly. So um, I know the, uh, the FIFA said, hey, maybe about a biannual World Cup. It would generate $4.4 billion. But ultimately, where I come from is the athlete. When is it enough for the athlete to say, hey, I play too much my body is getting wrecked. My knees are hurting, and I'm 25 years old. You know, and actually, for 25 in in soccer terms, you're like beyond kind of your prime. So just think when you're 25, 30 years old, you know, right now, like man, I'm I'm past my prime. But these guys knocked. They're they're just getting run into the ground. There's so many injuries. So now to add this extra tournament and all the money, it just seems like soccer and worldwide is more of a money grab than actual athletics and care about the actual uh, players themselves. You know, then how are the leagues are going to evolve from this, and especially in the summertime? And But let's say for this year or for next uh, World Cup, they're playing a cutter. Now they're going to be moving the World Cup from the summertime to the fall time and maybe the winter time. So if that happens, how are the leagues going to adjust to that when it comes to maybe COVID issues or having this biannual World Cup going from these you know lesser countries uh, Middle East countries where they don't really have professional soccer uh, studs of teams, and we really don't know that much about the Qatar um, leagues, but yet they have the World Cup. So money will always kind of run um, soccer. We've seen it with um, the corruption the last about five or six years. Um, they're trying to clean up everything, but it just seems like everything is about money. And my thing is, how about the athletes? When do the athletes finally get a little piece of that bread of, I'm not going to play. So with COVID and everything else going on right now, um, we're just going to sit back and watch pop and eat some popcorn and watch the, the crap show kind of unfold in front of us. See, I'm in favor of two world uh, uh, of a biannual World Cup with with all the talk that we had. Kenny Farrell, head coach of the Jesters, yesterday, not in favor of it. Um, I am. I. Because I love 
the 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 pageantry. I love the theater. Mm-hmm. I, I love actually having two weeks, three weeks, whatever well, it is. Isn't that of because it's every day. so far apart? Maybe it's that well, more special. No, I, I I think it's because of the level of play, and there's a game every day, and you know, two games a day, and it just I I, I like that. Um, I, but I it, like, like you said, it, it kind of takes away from the draw of the World Cup but being such a special tournament every because, two years. Because you're like my intern right now. My intern doesn't like a seventh playoff team. My intern didn't like the play-in <laughs> for the NBA. I, I, you know, the wild card in baseball. We've seen a, a, a number of different sports add to their postseason or add to their way to um, do it. And look, Pat, yes. Money is a massive option. I mean, it's a massive reason. Four point four billion mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. the president of FIFA is saying that they're going to be able to make just by. Well, it's crazy because money. UEFA said it's about two point five to three million dollars or three billion dollars. Right. So <laughs> right there, you're looking at about two billion dollars difference, and yes, UEFA actually had a. So it's all about money. So you're losing two million dollars or two billion dollars, but you know, ultimately, is, is FIFA trying to sell this and kind of hype up the numbers? For more countries to kind of buy in, but you know us traditionalists and, and purists, I think it mm-hmm. takes away from the, the the pageantry, the the specialness of this major major tournament uh, for the world. But you know, then you throw that in that are the women going to do the exact same thing? Are the women go every two years and not going to you know kind of water down the specialty of all of all the sports, especially with soccer and all the tournaments? You know, and you talk about you know um, UEFA, you talk about all um, all the other tournaments. You have domestic tournaments, and you have continental tournaments, and you have World Cup. Like it's just a lot of stuff, and eventually it's gonna get watered down. People are gonna lose its kind of you know luster, but we'll see. Again, I'll pop my popcorn and just watch it on my couch. <laughs> there you go. Uh, in about sixty seconds here, what are some games to pay attention to uh, across overseas here? Um, I'm really looking forward to the Tottenham Crystal Palace um, game. Just because of the COVID issues with Tottenham, it's um, ran through their team right now. So I want to see how they kind of respond. Crystal Palace is kind of one of those chippy kind of uh, teams that play very hard. And if they're in the game, they might squeak out a 1-0 win. So uh, being a huge Arsenal fan, Tottenham is you know is our, my rival and stuff like that um, as a fan. So to see them have a chance to even lose more, and especially against a uh, Crystal Palace who is from London, so we have a London derby right there, uh, it would be kind of fun to see that. Um, Everton-Burnley is going to be a close game just because both these teams are at a crossroad right now. Um, Everton needs to make the left to continue on the positivity, on the, getting the three points, but they're, um, they're hurting. They can't really finish. Um, the, the mids are losing the, the possession a lot of times. So it would be interesting to see a lower team like Burnley see if they can capitalize on a, on a on paper, stronger teams. So uh, those are two games I'm looking forward to. But again, here it is uh, Wednesday, and they might cancel the games this weekend, like we saw last week. So um, I'm going to keep on uh, updating my uh, my app to see uh, who's not uh, being canceled. I can watch them, and I'll give you a better answer on Friday. Sounds good, Pat G. Gonteri, Coach G. It's the way we like to give him a buzz on Wednesdays. We'll talk a little soccer. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you. You too, guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. All right. Take there care, it goes. Coach. Uh, just like that, hour two is in the books. Hour three, our lone guest is Ralph Marlboro. The rest of the way, and he's coming up at 2.15. It's open phone lines. We've got a handful of topics to get into. We'll start hour three with a quarterback that's going to start but not be the only quarterback to play. Huh? Jordan will tell you next ah. on ESPN New Orleans. Rush, rush, get the yeah, yeah.